Hey friends, me again, Mark from Real You. Uh, I want to continue our series on walls and fences. It's been, uh, you know, we, we talked about walls and fences, and we've been focusing upon the offended brother, the person that gets hurt, and if you get hurt, you build walls. Um, I went to bed last night. I started thinking about the Berlin Wall, the Great Wall of China. I started thinking about some other things. And today I just did a little thoughts about it. And I got to thinking about walled cities, walled communities, and these kind of things. So I want to talk about a whole nother type of people today that, that, that has nothing to do with being hurt, nothing to do with being offended. Okay, so we're going to talk about a different kind of wall today. And in Deuteronomy chapter 1, uh, when the children of Israel in Numbers 22 went out and spied the land, they came back with an evil report. And the evil report, um, they said this city is great and there's great people that live there. And the cities in Deuteronomy chapter 1, it actually says that this, the people that live there, the walls go as high as to the heavens. And so, they, so it was the promised land is full of people or situations with walled uh, people that live behind walls. There's no fences. There's no access. And... What I want to say today is that this different kind of wall that I'm talking about is um, the closed mind. The person with the closed mind. The person with the closed mind. Um, this is a person that has is just like a walled city. Um, it's a closed mind. Um, it's a pres- preservation kind of way of life. I tell people all the time the hardest thing to change is someone's mind. And everyone hates change, but it's not so much the change. It's just that the the situation in their mind has to change. They have to change the way they think, change the way they believe. And um, I, I, I want to challenge you to just think, just think about these thoughts. This is not like doctrine or whatever, but this is just my observation. Uh, when people, when Jesus walked the earth and he talked about blind like the Pharisees, they, they were blind. He obviously wasn't saying you can't see nothing, but he was implying that you can't see spiritual things. He said the one you're looking for is standing right in front of you, but you're so blind you can't even see it or hear it. And a closed mind is a blind mind, or in other words, cannot see beyond its own walls and I thought about this um, the the kinds of walls as closed minded people and never before in our in our world that I remember uh, growing up here is has our culture and our religion and our politics all woven in together into a nice neat little package and you and you can believe a certain way and that affords you certain privileges and access to let's say gated communities. Now, gated communities are are the way of life now, and and in in, in a sense, it's it's a protection against uh, evils and and thefts and all that. I I get that. There's a reason for it. I understand it totally. But there's an underlying current that feeds the ego by living in a gated community. Sometimes now it may not be you, and it may not be the people that are living there. And it may not be all of them, but some of these people want to live in the gated community for the status and it really and for the ego and because they can. They want everybody to know 
that we can afford to live here. And then there's others that are living by a shoestring just so they can live in there. And um, there's a place, I w- I, up, if you go up Jefferson Avenue, which runs right down the, through the main city of downtown Detroit and just goes up, follows the river all the way up um, into, um, I believe it's Lake Erie or uh, Lake here or whatever that lake is. My wife knows, I don't know. But you'll be driving through the, the east side of inner city of most, innermost Detroit city, and it's ghetto, it's burnout cars, it's trash, it's people walking, people hanging out, nobody working. It's a real, it's a, it's a almost a lock your door type moment. But if you keep going, you come across a street that's, it's called uh, Gross Point Woods or Gross Point Farms. There's an area, there's a little small suburb city, t- tagged right there. And right there, you drive in, and it's gated, and each home's worth like a million dollars. They have these are all the CEOs back in the boom of the car days. Um, CEOs, executives, everybody lived in this little community. I mean, they have maids and butlers, and it's amazing. But so a gated community can it can be uh, egotistic, um, whatever. But but the bottom line, a gate. A walled city is a preservation of a way of life and ideology. Ideology, and you know nowadays, if your if your politics influences one way, then that means that your ideology and your religion and your culture is causing you to lean towards one way, and if you're politics is on the other side which is we call them wings then the assumption is is that you're you're liberal or you know you have conservative and liberal and to me it's the same tree good and evil and I know people don't like it but you know search it out for yourself um they're not getting a lot done either way so um but here's the thing People have never before been this um, blind. I, I I say blind because they're not they're not open minded at all. And I'm not I'm not I don't want to even discuss politics or culture or religion. I just want to talk. I just want to discuss Christ consciousness, Christ awareness, the reality of who we are in Him. And and we can't ever get there because. When someone lives in a gated community, when someone lives in a walled city, when someone has walls around their life, they have a a sense of stability, safety, and predictability. And they like the carnal mind, the ego, cannot survive without a belief system. And in this belief system, we believe, and the Pharisees invented this belief system. Here they are thinking they are the keepers of the Holy Grail of God, and they don't even know who Christ is. And he's standing right in front of them. Because they're more interested in their culture and their status and their, their politics and the way things go. Because the Pharisees, they were very influential in their communities. They were, they were, mo- they were, they were um, led by many, many um, businessmen in the community, so they were wealthier. They were the upper middle class to the wealth. I mean, um, they controlled the synagogue. So they, so these very people who were who were politicking and influential politics and defining culture, these were the ones running the synagogues. <laughs> 
And they were telling everybody what to believe. And they were they were saying, no, you got to believe this, this, and this to belong to this group. And if you don't, then you're you're doomed. So it's the Pharisees that used Greek uh, philosophy, and they invented a lot of things. Um, for instance, if you do good, you go to heaven. And if you do bad, you go to hell. And, and what is, so what is happening, which that may be true or maybe not. But who determines what is good? And, and who determines what you got to do to get there? And that's what the Pharisees marketed. And so you had to believe a certain way. You got to be a part of the club, part of the culture, part of the country club, part of a elite status to be a part. And everybody else is on the outside. And so when Jesus comes, he's talking to these guys like, dude, you're blind. You can't even see. Uh, you're whitewashed. He, All of his... Um, uh, remarks that were uh, derogatory or counterculture or the only people that really got it, let's just say it real, the only people that really got under his skin were the Pharisees. He never talked to the sinners like that, quote-unquote sinners. Um, sinners, I think, is a terminology that the Pharisees invented to differentiate um the right from the wrong, the good from the bad. You see, you see, it all comes from the tree of knowledge, good and evil, the right and the left, um, the good and the bad. And um, it's really not even just—it's dis- not even discussable, really. I mean, a closed mind is a mind that has—it's already set. It's—it's it's defined its place by its culture. It has its own belief system about politics has its own belief system about religion and they're very secure in it and anything outside of this wall has to stay outside the wall because you know they're not open open minded to new ideas and ideology so a wall is a person with a wall is a person who is got it all figured out they like the way life is it's predictable and there's anything about the carnal mind it cannot survive without a belief system so it surrounds itself with this nice little covering of belief system and it hides itself in there and it projects itself as being the only one that right that is right secretly we know that we're right right <laughs> well if you're going to go into your promised land whether it's a business a family relationship uh school whatever god promised you in your life you're i guarantee you right now that space and time and place in the spiritual realm is full of walled cities because when you go into your promised land you're going to have to learn how to deal with people with closed minds that is our number one obstacle to successful things is people with the closed mind because it's the people in the walled cities that say you can't do that that ain't how we do things here it'll never happen like that it's because they already have their own belief system and it works for them. And they try to dictate and determine what's going to work for you. So you're going to have to deal with that. In 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, talks about, um, this is an amazing scripture, and I, I, I don't really want to get into it that great, but Paul tells the Corinthians, If our gospel is hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the glorious lie of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine into them. The blinded mind means a darkened mind to put out spiritual sight, to have a negative perception, 
Um, the mind is a, a place of perception, intelligence, and thought. And, uh, you know, in the natural 30-fold realm of, obviously, Satan is the god of the world. But as you progress in your revelation of God consciousness, um, there are just a lot of things. Um, you know, you know, it's funny. And this is, what I, this is how you know someone has a closed mind. A closed mind person will give me their opinion. And but they will never accept or receive or allow me to give my opinion if it's if it's contrary. You see, the carnal mind always, always, always takes opinion as fact, and this fact becomes their truth. And the next thing you know is their truth that they that they've lived and discovered, which is wonderful. But but the but the problem is they don't give other people access to go the same journey and find their own truth so the way you find a closed-minded person is they they'll gladly give their opinion to you and 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 they will fight you over their opinions because they they're they're covered in a belief system that somehow is made up of facts and facts become their truth and I was talking to a good friend of mine the other day, and and, and we were uh, discussing some things about my book, and she's helping me edit my book, which I there's no way I can get it done without her. But there's a chapter in my new book that's coming out that, said, that basically says, you know, God cursed the ground for Adam's sake. And, and she wanted to make clarity, you know, she said, well, who, whose sake was it? And I said, well, look. Here's here's my here's some of my problems. If if you if you go, let's say you're cutting a 12 foot board and you want to cut it straight, but you are off a one millimeter in your measuring. Well, by the time you get 12 feet, you're going to be three inches off, and that's how I view uh, spirit spirituality and theology. A lot a lot of us and a lot of in the especially the charismatic movement have not been classically trained in theology. We've been schooled in spiritology, which is wonderful. We know all about the spiritual things, but our theology is a little lacking, and we, we just so we what we do is we just th- throw stuff in that makes sense, and we put on the everything that don't make sense, and we put on the shelf, and we only focus on what we understand, and um, and that's that's kind of what I see sometimes how church world has become because we're we're in desperate need in America of good theology and and spirituality that has a strong base that makes sense. Um, you know, forever people have been preaching what they've been taught, but very few people actually preach what's being revealed, and that's that's just that's that's just where we're at. We gather around what we believe and. And now with the secret sensitive churches, which is awesome, it's reaching a group of people, but you can't say certain things, you can't go certain places, but all that plays in to the American ideology of don't challenge me in what I already know about God. Don't tell me stuff I don't know because I'm gonna my knee jerk reaction in my walled city is to kick you out and, and tell you, you know, you're crazy and you don't know what you're talking about. And that's just the reality of where we live. But it says the God of this world has blinded the minds, at least the glorious light of the gospel should I got I gotta read that again. 
First Corinthians four four lest the God of the world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The gospel of Christ is the image, imago, the image for the imagination within us. Now let me let me give you an example. The gospel is hid to them that are lost. But this God of this world has blinded the minds who believe not. Uh, the people that are lost are, they just don't know their law. They don't know that they don't know that they don't know that they need to know. Um, but you can be blinded in some areas and not be lost. But he says the gospel, he says the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who believe not. Let me help you here. Think back in your life, and even when you started walking in the kingdom, if you, if you've been in the kingdom of God ten years, and if you've been serious about seeking God and progressing, there are things that you um, you did not know about God when you got started. So you, let let's just say you were closed minded to it. Uh, let's say. Um, you weren't you weren't privy to that information yet. So in essence, you are blinded to the fullness of where you are now. I tell people all the time, the anointing you start with ain't the one you're going to finish with. Because if you go from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from hope to hope, how you finish is going to be way different than how you started. You may take a lot of the things you learned when you started with you, but there's a lot of things I took, I used to believe years ago, that that really shaped my foundation that now I see need a little bit of adjusting and adjustment and now I see things totally different because I was willing to have an open mind but I was never willing no one is ever willing to admit that they know that they don't know you have to be brought to a place where your belief system is so challenged that you're so dry you're so thirsty you're so hungry you're so frustrated you're so disappointed that you're willing to let go and tear down your wall and find out what's outside of this wall and 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 never before that we're going to see such a gap between you know how they say there's the rich and no more middle class and the poor that's what we're going to have we're going to have the people in the church with the pharisee type spirit that know everything about god and life is great and you pay your tithes you don't go to hell and you're blessed and look at me i'm wonderful and you're going to have the desperate people on the outside with the open mind that say that that's don't work for me and so the blinded mind is the one that's that's held back from illumination and revelation to the light of glory. And it's just another type of wall. Um, I want to encourage you today that um, it's the glorious light of the gospel that can bring illumination. Um, if you If you come across the people with these closed minds, unwillingness to stretch or unwillingness to see things, just give them time. Because if, let me tell you, if they are called to this deeper realm, if they're called to let go of their boundaries, I guarantee you there's nothing in hell going to stop God from getting them to a place of letting go. Uh, so just, um, I guess if you track with us, you, you obviously must have somewhat of a carnal mind, or open mind. Uh, yeah, a carnal mind. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm all of the above. I'm 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 awed by God and 
I try not to be ignorant about my own stupidity, my own carnalness. But I just want to be open to the great wonders of God. And I don't want to define Him. I don't want to define my experience in Him. Because I learned years ago, whatever you define, you can find. And once I define, once I define in my life, this is God, then I've confined my space to that. And I might not be, it might be almost impossible to move out of. For example, we are where we're at today because someone took a chance yesterday. <clears throat> I mean, you know, let, let's just let's be, let's just be for real. People follow into spiritual dimensions and spiritual realms, but you know, not even a hundred years ago, they were ridiculed and thrown out of the church for believing what we believe, what we take for granted today. And let's let's not think that that's not happening. Let's don't become the closed-minded people that say we got a corner on this, this the way it is, because maybe the generation tomorrow will find a better pathway, and we just got to be open-minded to it. So God bless you as you deal with your own realms of closed-mindedness. God bless you as you deal with your promised land, with these issues with people with closed minds. And uh, I just want to be a blessing to you, challenge you, help you perceive the world around you, perceive the God inside of you and manifest the reality of the real you. That's my desire. Um, God bless you. Um, hope to see some of you soon along my journey. Um, we're planning our next trips very hard and vigorous and I appreciate your prayers concerning these things. Bless you. See you next time.